Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce. I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Douglas Brown from Halo Consulting. Hello, Douglas. How are you? And thanks for being on the show. Hey, Sean. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really excited to talk more about uh, yourself and your experience. But before we kind of get into that, if you wouldn't mind to familiarize yourself with our audience, if you could go into some background about uh, you know, uh, what you've done and how you got to be doing what you are today, it would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Sean. So name is Douglas Brown, CEO at Halo, uh, Halo Consulting. I've been in recruiting for about 10 years and have had the opportunity to work at a variety of search firms, contingent, retained, et cetera. And you know, I've had the opportunity to learn uh, a lot along my way uh, on my journey. Um, so I've been in recruiting for about 10 years. I won't bore uh, the audience uh, with, with how I got to where I am today, but um, we can fast forward to the beginning of 2020. I started a new role in January of 2020, um, started as a director of partnership, and a few months in, the pandemic hit. So I was furloughed uh, in the beginning of April. Um, so I took some time. It was really only a couple of days to really think about my, my next big move and what I wanted to do long term. Um, so Halo was founded on April 22nd. And really, since then, the work has been nonstop, you know, obviously in a good way. Um, but it's, it, it's been a roller coaster ride over the last, I think, uh, 22 months. Um, so what we do at Halo Consulting, we provide the process-oriented best practices. Our team developed a top executive search firms with a cost-conscious scrappiness that you'd expect from a boutique or startup. We are a values-based search firm on a mission to grow organizations that will change the world for the better. And you know, since the inception of Halo in April of 2020, uh, we've hosted 15 virtual roundtable events, and those really started in uh, October of 2020. So we host those on a quarterly basis, and it, uh, those events are tailored to HR and tech executives and leaders. Um, and since Halo's inception, uh, we've completed searches across the sales, HR, and tech functions at what we call the emerging leader level, uh, which is typically director level up to the C-suite. And we uh, primarily work with tech companies in the pre-IPO and startup space. And um, one notable thing to add is, um, you know, throughout our you know 22 months in business so far, 40% of our placements uh, have been female and or males of color. That is some impressive uh, track record for only having started that business relatively recently. So I could, I could definitely relate when it sounds like it's been quite a ride so far. Congratulations. That's very exciting. Uh, I want to dive into a number of these different areas in a little bit more detail. I think before kind of go into that, you've given a pretty good overview of the business. Can you talk a little bit more about, you know, you mentioned kind of a, the beginnings of a customer profile. Like what does your customer typically look like? Uh, what does the value proposition of what you offer look like for them? And then, you know, what services do you offer? Yeah, so uh, we we prefer to partner with high growth tech companies that are seeking a high touch value based search firm to build and expand their teams across the HR, sales, and tech and engineering functions. Um, I would say, you know, we're we're not your traditional search firm, um, and I know that you probably hear that a lot, um, but I will say that. Uh, we, we, we add a, a, a white glove service, uh, high touch experience with the candidates and the client as well. Um, and that's you know something that has allowed us to, to differentiate ourselves from, from the market. Very cool. And then how does, how does your business model work? Is it, I know I've spent some time in recruiting myself as well too. So I know a number of the different options, but I'm curious to learn more about which, which options you're offering. 
Yeah. So, um, so at the inception of Halo, you know, we started out on a contingent basis, you know, obviously having experience in recruiting, you know, it was, it was difficult to go in and ask for, um, you know, a retainer based search in the very beginning. Um, I would say over the last six to eight months, uh, we have rolled out what we call the exigent model. It's a combination of contingent and executive search. Um, and what it is, is it, it, um, it allows the client to be able to um, uh, gather uh, market insight on you know the market and candidates and what's going on. Um, so the way our fee structure is set up, it's twenty five percent of base and bonus. Uh, we do ask for thirty days of exclusivity on the search as the only search partner, um, and then uh, after three candidate interviews are completed and those are separate interviews uh, we bill for one third of the fee and the rest is um uh the remainder is upon placement awesome. and then we do Thank offer you, sure. you know yeah we do offer a 90-day guarantee uh for director level searches and below and then a 180-day guarantee for for vps and above got it makes a lot of sense um and one thing i want to ask a little bit more about as well too is because um, having a little bit of experience, I have an HR tech business that we talked about previously called Staff Geek as well, too. And we saw quite a gyration, I want to say, in the market due to the pandemic, uh, because our product is very directly related to hiring as well, too. So I have to imagine, you know, in this instance where you um, started your business, it was in a kind of uncertain time. So I'm curious for the industry, obviously. So I'm curious to learn more from you about what that experience was like, and then what you would attribute the success that you've had to, given the nature of you know trying to offer a service like that in a very uncertain time and a, a kind of very disrupted moment for an industry like that um, it was quite the challenge, but so far so good. So I'm curious to learn more about how you did it. Yeah, great question, Sean. So the the pandemic, um, you know, I know it's affected everyone differently, and you know, working rem- uh, working. Um, in the office and then you know transitioning to uh to a remote workforce has has been difficult for for everyone and i understand that you know it's it's we're, we're still in the pandemic today and um you know it, it might be a little while until we're, we're fully out of it um but in terms of how halo has succeeded during the pandemic um the pandemic was actually really a blessing in disguise and what it uh, allowed for Halo to do was to really get in front of clients and customers that you know we might not have typically had the opportunity to if if it was you know prior to the pandemic or pre-pandemic, um, and it's really interesting. You know we we've, we've done a lot of you know good work up to this point, um, but in terms of some searches that we've had the opportunity to pitch for, um, you know there have been a couple of CTO searches uh, that we pitched for that we unfortunately you know didn't win the business. Um, you know we we were able to work. On a, a chief marketing officer search for um, for uh, for for a big tech company, um, and really, you know, from from hosting the virtual roundtable events and you know being able to provide value to, to HR and tech executives, um, in addition to um, you know being able to uh, um, you know pitch Halo via Zoom versus having to you know fly. Uh, and, you know, meet in person uh, and pitch that way. Um, you know, it's, it's really been, like I said, a, a blessing in disguise. And, um, you know, it's something that has allowed, you know, Halo to, uh, um, you know, grow quicker than, than we actually expected. Awesome. Very cool. Obviously, what we talk a lot about on this show is the like feast and famine cycles that, you know, service-based businesses, in particular consulting companies like yours and mine, go through upon occasion if you're not careful. Essentially, you know, I 
all of us have experienced it probably at least once. Uh, the objective then is to try to solve it as best we can so that doesn't happen again. Uh, I know, you know your business is relatively new, but I'd be curious to hear more from you in terms of if you've experienced these cycles before uh, and whether or not you have. What do you attribute to or you know, what areas are you investing in to keep you out of the, you know, the famine type trap and valleys that uh, consulting-based businesses can go through? Yeah, that, that's really interesting. You mentioned that, Sean. I will say, um, you know, for for Halo, the the hardest thing that that we've had to go through up to this point is, um, you know, know, knowing where the business is coming in next. So, uh, again, Halo was founded in April of 2020. You know, the first we'll call it, you know four to six months were a little difficult in terms of, you know, not knowing where the, you know, next source of business was coming in or, you know, if we were able to, to make payroll. Um, but um, my, my co-founder, Patrick Ballmer, um, you know, he, uh, he has a, a motto that, that, that we live by here at Halo, and that is uh, execution is the best business development or best BD. Um, and that's something that, you know, we've seen a lot, you know, throughout, you know, the, the 22 months that Halo has been in business. So um, uh, my colleague, Nick Ingram, and I, uh, we were submitting a couple of RF, RFPs over the last two weeks, and um, uh, we realized that. I think it was seven out of the the twelve clients that we're working with today are repeat business. Um, so to answer your question, um, you know, it's the the peaks and valleys. You know, that obviously, you know, you know, comes in the nature of recruiting itself. Um, but you know, we're we're in a spot today where um, you know business is strong, and um, you know, we're in a spot where you know we we have the ability to kind of pick and choose um, you know the work that we want to uh, you know get involved with. So um, probably not the answer you were looking for, but it's uh, um, you know execution is the best BD. Uh, we we haven't had as much trouble uh, getting new business or repeat business as we have in the past. And, you know, moving forward, it should only get better. Sounds like progress to me. And uh, that's helpful context as well. Like something that I'll reinforce because we've seen this at Staff Geek as well too, is, you know, weathering that storm is a big deal because inevitably, you know, it, it cycles, right? And I think what we've started to realize is that hiring has been going like gangbusters for a while now. So after the, you know, Obviously, there was a lot that had to go into managing the pandemic. But after companies kind of paused, took their breath, and you know the dust settled, so to speak, in terms of we have an understanding, like it started to stabilize. I saw a lot of companies then, you know, who had abruptly kind of shut off hiring, turn it back on and turn it back on like full force and hire as aggressively as they could. So I imagine you're probably experiencing a bit of that now as well. Um, that's probably part of what's keeping you guys so busy today. Yeah, it really is. You know, there there are, you know, tons of companies out there that are hiring, um, you know, trying to expand their sales or HR team or tech team. I will say that it's it's a hundred percent a candidate market right now. And, you know, we're we're working on um a sales search uh with a CLM company. It's a contract lifecycle management company. Um and uh, you know, we've 
we've unfortunately we've lost a couple of candidates due to you know how hot how hot the market is today um you know this this one individual in particular um you know he ended up uh accepting the offer um but ultimately uh did not get started on his start date and uh he received another offer that was i think 70 or 80k higher on his ote than um you know what what my client had to offer so um you know again it, it's a candidate market at the end of the day right now and um you know for those that are interviewing and for those that are not you know it's always worth taking a conversation with a recruiter just to see you know how your experience aligns uh to the rest of the market and you know having that conversation in turn, you know, you might, you know, find out that, you know, the the opportunity that, you know, you were reached out to about is actually an interesting one and could be a next, uh, you know, good step in terms of, you know, your career progression. Well said. And obviously advantageous to be well positioned to be able to take advantage of the demand when it does return in your market. So important to position yourself well there. I'd like to talk more about something that you and I have uh, discussed previously, and you mentioned it earlier uh, on this episode as well, too, this concept of the virtual roundtable. Um, very interested to learn more about that. You know, a lot of strategies you talk about on the show, different strategies and tactics for, you know, combating kind of the feast famine cycle that a lot of consultants find themselves in, as we refer to, right, the consultant trap. Um, the virtual roundtables of yours, I imagine, is probably a pretty effective strategy for combating that just in general, where you're doing more, you know, farming as opposed to hunting, uh, the analogies that they use as it pertains to like business development. So tell us a little bit more about the virtual roundtables in terms of like what they are, how they came to be, uh, why you've decided to invest in them and the kind of results that you've seen from, from making that investment. Yeah, so the virtual roundtable events, um, you know, really started in in the uh, inception, probably um, in September. Actually, it would be maybe like the August September timeframe of 2020. Um, my co-founder Patrick and I were were discussing, you know, what other avenues would be beneficial for for Halo as well for our attendees and audience to be able to to gather insight and experiences from other individuals in the HR and tech space. Um, so the idea was to uh, create a strong community in order to you know bring these individuals together um, and to to be able to create a, a networking group. Um, um, the the virtual roundtables have been fruitful up to this point. You know, like you said, Sean. You know, it's it's the, the difference between hunting versus farming. And you know, I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I absolutely love to you know go out and you know be hunting, going after net new logos and new business. Um, but the farming aspect has has really allowed Halo to to be in a spot where you know we're having more conversations. Um, you know, with with HR executives and other leaders. Um, you know of of organizations and companies and uh it's really put us in a spot today where you know we're um you know we're we're we're, we're getting new business and having these conversations learning about you know talent needs what it looks like in 2022 and beyond and um you know it's been fruitful up to this point could agree more yeah having a really nice i enjoy the hunting aspect myself as well too so that'll always be an element right it's always great it's also great for testing but the farming component, I feel like, can also really help you reach scale and then, you know, help you um, weather the storm in those in those times when something uncertain may be happening, right? Insert basically what happened in our industry vis-a-vis pandemic-related stuff. If you wouldn't mind, can you, for our audience, talk to us a little bit more about how the virtual roundtables work? 
um, you know, how they operate, uh, why, how you ultimately decided to design them, how frequently they happen, who attends, that type of thing. So the audience can learn more from you in case that's a strategy they want to deploy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the virtual roundtable events, again, they started in October of 2020. Up to this point, we've had uh, we've hosted about 15 up to this point. And um, the way that they work is um, so my team and I, you know, we reach out to individuals that we think would be a good speaker for a, uh, a particular topic. So to give uh, the audience an example, uh, we just hosted um, a virtual roundtable event uh, Two Fridays ago on February on January fourteenth, and that was centered around HR and the new normal. Um, so we invited um, Dr. Tania Davis, who is the chief talent and administrative services officer at HBR Consulting. Um, we had uh, Meg Newhouse, who is the CEO at Inspirant Group. And uh, we were also joined by Jennifer Mancuso, who is the vice president of human resources at uh, North Highland. And um, we did have a moderator for that event. And her name was Maureen Green-James. And she is the uh, SVP of Global Diversity, Equity, and Belonging at FTI Consulting. Um, so knowing the topic, um, you know, we wanted to reach out to individuals in that space that were in the consulting uh, vertical today um, or yeah, consulting or professional services vertical um, to be able to create some alignment for the speakers, um, you know, versus just having, you know, the speakers being, you know, from different verticals and industries. Um, so that's one thing that we wanted to focus on. And we've seen a lot of success with that. Um, we typically try to host a virtual roundtable event every quarter. Um, so our next virtual roundtable event will we'll host in early Q2, and that'll be uh, the future, uh, the future around uh, total rewards um, and where that's headed. Um, so that's going to be a really exciting event that we'll be hosting. Uh, we'll be taking a similar approach in terms of you know reaching out to individuals that we think would be you know good individuals to, to be a part of the panel and you know have some insightful uh, experience uh, experiences to share. Um, and you know again they they started out virtual. I think you know depending on you know where the pandemic goes over the course of the next twelve to twenty four months, um, it would be interesting to be able to host um, you know some sort of roundtable event in person. Um, but ultimately, that's not dictated by me. It's you know more up to to, to letting it letting nature take its own course. So well said. And I imagine the virtual roundtables being probably as successful as they already are for you guys just adds a whole other extra level of scalability and flexibility and those types of things as well too. So super timely. Um, had the virtual roundtables led to you guys being able to form new relationships, which led to new client opportunities as well too? Like, have you gotten business out of investing in that as well? Yes. Yes, we have. Um, and it, it started out a little slow uh, in terms of, uh, you know, running the events on, on a regular basis. You know, I know I mentioned that, you know, we do, well, I guess our goal in 2022 is to, uh, you know, have a minimum of, um, you know, one event per quarter, probably going to be in that four to six, four to seven events 2022. Um, so yeah, I would say the the idea is you know really to to focus on um, you know the approach to getting individuals to attend the uh, to attend the events that we would like to ultimately do business with um, you know today and or in the future. Um, so yeah, uh, to answer your question, Sean, you know the the events have been successful up to this point. Like I said, it, it was a little slow moving in the very beginning, um, but we have landed um, you know. Uh, 
we'll call it three to four clients um, from hosting awesome. these virtual roundtable events. And, um, you know, we, we've made a lot of connections along the way as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I can't reinforce that enough. Um, excellent ROI essentially there in terms of, it's also something that you have to offer to folks, which is investing in them and providing them with value, right? I always pick on uh, the folks that are constantly harassing me on LinkedIn with some kind of message that says something like, hey, you buy this. And it's like, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do, but I, the, I'm not necessarily like, I don't have my credit card out. <laughs> right? That's not how this usually works. But uh, instead, you're creating great content. You're creating an experience for folks. You're focusing on topics that are very relevant. And for when you do want to ask people, right, it's something uh, engaging something that they can get value out of, right? So it starts building your relationship on the right foot, which makes a ton of sense. And then you get further investment from it as well, too, as it grows from there and becomes a you know, life of its own. So thank you for sharing that, Douglas. I think that's um, one excellent area that folks can take a closer look at to kind of solving the feast and famine trap is investing in areas like this to uh, have opportunities to grow their business more predictably. Uh, and thank you for being here to share your knowledge. I only have a couple questions for you before we let you go. The first is, are there any resources you might recommend for our audience where they can go to learn more about anything we talked about today? Yeah, so some some resources that that I'd like to share with the audience. Um, these are some books that I've I've listened to on Audible, um, you know, over the course of the last two years. Um, and to name a couple that were really impactful, and I had some strong takeaways. Uh, the first one would be the Hard Things About Hard Hard Things by Ben Horowitz, uh, the Lean Startup by Eric Ries, um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Um, We've Got Answers by Charlemagne the God. And then uh, the last one I can mention would be Zero to One by Peter Thiel and Blake Masters. Those are some heavy hitters. Love all the ones that you mentioned. Um, I've read them myself. I'd also recommend uh, each and every one. So thank you for sharing. And then last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we like to partner with high growth tech companies that are seeking a high touch value based search firm to build and expand their teams across the HR sales and tech and engineering functions. Um, you can reach out to me directly at Doug at HaloConsulting.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Halo Consulting one, and uh, feel, feel free to follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, Halo Consulting underscore. Thank you for that, Douglas. And we'll link to all the resources and contact info uh, in our show notes. And uh, thank you for being here. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Sean. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-C-H-E-F.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our Podcasting Done For You service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting take your consulting business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck. 
whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks.